we yeah i'm because i'm like i guess i just i'm always looking for like disaster or something um we have such a good spring and things are rolling pretty good it makes me nervous about the the aftermath of the spring but don't you think if you put enough money in the bank you won't have to be worried because then you can ride a bit yeah but i i see like a good portion of that is me wanting to keep people like wanting to stay busy it's not just remember you were saying something uh, like the other week about it's not just me it's like everybody yeah right yeah. so like yeah so if we have a great spring and things go great and we crush it I mean, that could potentially set up the company to cover its overhead for the whole year. Yeah. But that doesn't help all the people that work at the company. Like, you know, I I have this interesting scenario where, like, I have a, we have a really good opportunity to start a bulk transport uh, division. Love it. Right? Um, but, I'm tempted not to do that because you need to have the right person to drive the first truck. Right. And if you don't have the right person, like, I don't know if I have the time to manage that, but a lot of what it is would probably be self-managing. So if I had the right driver, it would probably be a great opportunity. But whenever I seem to find the right drivers, the opportunity there are the, where there already are, it would be at first a small step backwards for them to do this, but the potential earnings over time, if they were to run the whole bulk transport division is, is big, right. To get in on the ground floor. But I'm finding that whenever I found the right people, that that's sort of the, and then I started thinking about myself going, like when I look at the bulk transportation division, I'm that they, for us in terms of cost and some of my time, it is going to be a step backwards, and then it's going to probably take two years to get back to even, so that it's just even, and then it's going forward. You can't do it, Darian, because you, you're you're the float division. <laughs> like, you already have your own division. <laughs> you already have your own division. You already have your own division. Um, so you're talking like a flatbed with a Moffat at the end of it? No, it's a five axle live bottom and a heavy spec tractor. Oh, okay. So it's uh, mostly um, gravel pits, cool. salt, that kind of stuff. Why can't dispatch organize that for you? Well, I am dispatch. Exactly. So, so how hard can it be to just make sure he's running what he's supposed to run? Uh, I don't know. It just has to be the right it's like a missile of death going down the road. Like you're going to tear out with 40 ton of gravel in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the truck. So it just, I don't know. You got to have the right person. It's got to be the right. And I don't, I don't have time to like, if we're going to be making a push towards doing more commercial work, I don't have time to micromanage a live bottom truck. It has to be someone who shows up, goes to where the client is, and does the work. Yeah. So finding the right person to do that can be hard. Like, um, you know, and the drivers that we have, I think 
two of them are more than capable of doing that, but they're already doing really important things for us where they are. So I'm not, I don't want to move someone because um, our two AZ drivers are already doing important stuff for really important clients. So it becomes this like, but I don't know, it's finding the right people is the right person to do it, I guess, is the hard part. Um, we need to, I guess, oh, or maybe I'm just not, I, as I get older, I'm not willing to take as big a risk on something. You know, yeah. maybe I'm, I'm looking at it going, okay, like it's a, you know, it's a $5,000 a month truck payment. Yes. And if that, if a driver leaves, then I'm still making a $5,000 a month truck payment, but I need to find someone to drive the fucking truck. And then that's when you get desperate. And then that's when you put the wrong person in the truck. Which it's a it's super easy to fuck the truck up. First of all, second, it's super easy to kill people. It's super easy to kill themselves. So that's, I guess, where you end up in the conundrum of trying to avoid putting that pressure to hire the wrong person. Yeah, yeah, right. Hiring the wrong person to plant plants in the ground has an economical cost of perhaps the plants die, perhaps they plant them too slow. Hiring the wrong person to drive trucks that tear out with forty thousand ton of gravel in them that's like a missile of death going down the fucking road it's a big sure. difference yeah I'm, i mean everyone knows we're very picky about who drives our vehicles so yeah. i'm probably the worst driver that we have well, i am by far yeah. like the other three are great they're professionals as your insurance listens to this that's fine i have a perfect <laughs> i have a perfect record i don't have a problem record with uh we actually yeah. got to move some snow this week which was good we actually had some billable uh some billable snow hours moving snow so how was the night after elo that you went right there uh it was pretty good yeah um it uh it was well we only did me and tony just did four hours so it wasn't uh it wasn't a huge um wasn't a huge uh night we did four hours at ours and i think that uh i think darian and uh Cody were at the other one for maybe six, but then it snowed again. So we got to go back out. So those were better nights. I think they were like 10, 12 hour go nights. Back. It was good. It was, uh, other than the snow getting stuck in the box, it was a good night. <laughs> things started, everything worked. Would an asphalt box remedy that? What do you like mean? Like if you had a heated box? Uh, probably would help somewhat. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing, there's something like people are like, oh, coat it with diesel. And if you, Ooh. if you, well, but it's true. If you coat the box with diesel, the snow will not freeze and will not stick, but the snow will be full of diesel. So like, <laughs> I, I let like, a buddy of mine use our yard as a snow dump one year. And in the springtime, it's just a field of garbage. Yes. It's ridiculous. So I can't imagine diesel there as well. Yeah. Like, so the windshield washer fluid is not as effective as the diesel, but. <laughs> It's also pretty environmentally friendly and no one like it's just it's alcohol, right? Someone told me that they they get used oil, like used uh vegetable oil from restaurants. Mm. And they and I'm like, that's like okay. you just see seagulls all over yeah. the snowfield. <laughs> it also made me think that so okay, you put the vegetable oil all over, you haul the snow one night, and then the next day you put gravel in. 
And then the, like to me, the gravel would stick to the vegetable oil. And so now you've got like a truck with covered in gravel and vegetable oil, which seemed like a nasty mix, to be honest. It just, it didn't, the, the, the thing about the windshield washer fluid is it sprays out of the things. It, uh, it's easy to apply. You do have to apply it a few times a night, but like Cody took her truck out, uh, hauled for like 10 hours and there was hardly any snow stuck in hers at the end of the night, but Cody's, I guarantee Cody also is very anal about spraying it down, but she had a little bit stuck in the top, but not a ton. So it works. It just, you just have to do it more often than not, but we do have that. Uh, with cal- calcium does work. If you liquefy it and put it in the sprayers and spray the boxes, calcium does work. It also works. Um, what about that red beet juice that they use everywhere? I was going to say it, the same. It might work. Yeah. You could be I, the first eco conscious snow transport guy with red beet juice. With a red beet juice. <laughs> Today, I was thinking about if we could hook up some kind of sprayer system on the box so that you hit a button and it sprayed it. And I was like, this, that would go epically wrong somehow. Yeah, must, someone smashed the shit out of that. I would get smashed for sure yeah. in the middle oh, of the yeah. night. When, yeah. yeah. I felt like that would epically go bad and get smashed for sure. Um, it, uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good week. We had some nights out. We did some work. So I wish it was snowing more. Obviously, for us, that would be good. Probably for the rest of the world, not great. But. <laughs> I wish it was snowing a bit more. Have you had any bids come in, Mike? Have you priced anything? Yeah, actually, we answered a question uh, from somebody that messaged in about pricing somebody else's design. Oh, I actually yeah. had something like that come up uh, in my oh, emails. No. Somebody from, I won't say where, uh, attached a design from a design company. And I asked them uh, how they found me and why... Uh, they don't have this design company building the project because I researched them and found out that they're a design build company. And they said that they only hired them to do the design looking for somebody else to build it. So I'll go through that and give them a quick estimate and see if uh, they want me to come out and do a site visit. So did the design guys build them? Like price the build too? No, so I don't know that. I haven't reached out to the the design build company. I just know that the client says that they only hired them to do the design and not the build. Do you think that if they hired someone to do the design and they paid them for the design, but then at the end of the design, they felt like their personalities were just in conflict and that that person has been paid for the design. Do you have a do you have a personal issue with pricing it? See, I, I don't even know this company, uh, but it, based on their website, it seems like they're an older company. Um, I will probably reach out to them and send them uh, information and ask, but that's about as far as I've gotten so far. But if they've been paid for the design, yes, then why would you worry? I'm just I'm not, I'm not saying it's morally right or morally. I'm just asking why would you bother with. It's less about morals and more so more information for me to make a decision as to, hey, did you do this design? Why aren't you doing the build? And then they come back and they say, like you said, personalities conflicted or maybe it's just a, a pain in the ass that they didn't want to deal with it anymore. Just more information for me to make a, a final decision. Where, where is the design? Uh, what city? Yeah. It is in Guelph. 
So do you work in Guelph? I will. I I will do work in Guelph for sure. Really closer than Kitchener. Closer than Kitchener. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. Really. The problem with Guelph is the highway runs closer to like the southern part of Guelph. So Guelph, you could be like still in half an hour away from the highway, depending on the location. Okay. Yeah. I always wondered if my business would do better or worse if I were down in southern Ontario. Because I was originally supposed to kick off in Kitchener Waterloo, right? Ooh. But that would have been fun. Uh, yeah, I don't think. Think of I all would... those redos that the poor landscaping. Yeah, go around it's and... a great place to start a landscape company. I think. Yeah. Like if you're looking to do lift and relays and stuff, I think it's could be a great spot. But I, I've always wondered if we'd do better there or worse. In Kitchener. Yeah. It's really thrived in the past like 10 years where yeah. people from Toronto have been selling their homes and with that equity buying a, a same place in Kitchener in size. And then they've got money left over that they can invest into their home. Yeah. I see that all the time. So you're taking advantage of that market? Yeah. and But that's like been like the past 10 years or so that people have been doing that. At least in, in the uh, enough to notice it uh, when you are getting calls from 416 numbers, 647 numbers, and um, they're living in Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo now and wanting to update their space. Have you, did you grow up in Kitchener, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you've always been there? I've always lived there up until moving to Toronto. Yeah. So you decided to move to the big city? Decided to move to the big city. <laughs> nice. I can't, I've never imagined our business being centered somewhere else. When I was uh, maybe 20, my best friend's dad at the time was building a cottage. And he said to us, me and my buddy who worked with me at the time at uh, the loaf, me and the loaf. Um, <laughs> He said, you guys should buy a backhoe and move up to and just live up there because there's no one to do any work. And at the time I was like, man, but I got like so much good stuff going on here, which I don't really think I did. But I, <laughs> my perception moving up there with a backhoe would be like some kind of step. But in retrospect, I think that it would have been a fairly good move to move up there with a backhoe. I just until recently, I've never pictured living anywhere else my whole life other than Durham region. Which now I'm thinking maybe we should live anywhere but Durham region. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe North Oshawa isn't all it was cracked up to be. Uh, so I've been thinking about getting a office trailer for our yard. Uh, like pretty seriously. I think it would be a great to have. I want to put up boards that have every piece of equipment that we own and uh put it all together um and then have like you know if something needs repair or write down the certification of every vehicle and have it all in that and then uh, i also um anyways i've been looking into it so they're like 350 bucks or 400 bucks to rent a 8 by 16 uh trailer um 
yeah, I am a hardscaper. Got kicked off the podcast, hundred percent. So I, <laughs> I found this guy though that has eight by twenty C cans with a door, two windows that are insulated with a electric heater and an air conditioner. Ooh, how much is that? Uh, well, so here's what's interesting. So I found them on Facebook. It said, "Send me your email. We'll send you a quote." The first quote came through, and it was for five thousand. And $47 plus HST. And then the next quote came through four minutes later for $7,000, $7,286 plus HST. And then five minutes after that, the third quote came in for $9,000. Are they all the same model? It's all the same model. Created a lot of confusion. It made me somewhat untrustworthy. Yeah. The guy selling the C-Can. I, I hear C-Can guys are shady as shit. Like they'll sell you sea cans they don't even have. Really? Like from yeah. Like you gotta watch it with the sea can guys. I'm shocked that people selling sea cans are shady. Mm, I, just, yeah. I, find I know that to be shocked. I know. <laughs> have you ever purchased a sea can? Yeah, I have. Did Through you an find accre- it? accredited sea can salesman? What what is an accredited CK? Like I don't what, know. I what, had a buddy vouch for him. What credit? What credentials did you bust out? I'm gonna write. Can you DM me that? It, he's a guy about? who works at the shipping yard in Montreal. So I don't know if it's a stolen C can that I have or not. I didn't get to choose the color. Um, it's got a nice wood floor in it. Doesn't leak. I just like that you said he was accredited. Like there was some kind of like letters after his name. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a such and such bachelor of sea can sales or like it's an accredited position. Bachelor. Yeah. How yeah. many letters do you get after your name to be a sea can salesman? The letters are ASS, accredited sea can salesman. Accredited sea can. There you go. ASS. So we have a sea can, but I bought it off another contractor who was moving out of our yard and it was just in the yard. And I said, okay, we'll buy it off you. Cause we need some, we need one. So hmm. ours has lights in it that were all pre-run. So now you flick on the light switch and they, all the lights come on and it has two vents in the roof to keep circulation. I need circulation in mine. Can we keep cut- our, our seed in there and it roasts it right. Like in the summer. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, they're like, you're not supposed to keep grass seed in there. It roasts it <laughs> like, like so it's why, in an oven. Why, why do you keep it in one of your... Well, I keep it in the other shop now. Oh, do I, you? I don't want the mice to get out of it either. Oh, yeah. That's a mouse food. So. Yeah, that's true. I guess sea cans are pretty... You need a climate-controlled sea can. Yeah. They said just cut out the roof and put one of those whirly birds in for that's ventilation, but yeah, but then... I don't know. Seems like a it, lot of work. Uh, it was already in, so I it doesn't seem like a lot of work to me. But I also didn't do it. it we got it like that. I've never tried to cut into a sea can. So uh, we have a lot of holes cut in ours. <laughs> we have two cut in the roof, and then we have a door. Does it affect the value? I, don't know, I hadn't really planned on selling it. So how much does a sea can cost? Like six grand, seven grand, or something. Oh, yeah, I think it paid fifty six hundred bucks for mine, or. During the pandemic, they were like 10K. Yeah. Whoa. It was a they huge. Yeah. Yeah. The most profitable thing we did in the pandemic was we bought our Seacamp for 3,500 used, but then it went up to 10,000. That was pure profit, baby. 
We have an area right by us that uh, is a outdoor shopping center made of sea cans. Really? Mm, I wanted to do an office out of sea cans, like stack them and make them all funky and shit. But we're not technically allowed to have sea cans in the city of Cornwall. Why? Because something about them being permit semi-permanent structures or something like that necessary for the shipping routes through cornwall (laughs) they need them all (laughs) Uh, instead of having a sea can they want you to have a fucking one of those big like transport trailers because if it's on wheels technically it's mobile yeah so yeah you can have one of those those things are pretty cheap to buy yeah but they're disgusting looking too i don't want a yard full of those things either What's so just like you? So you think it's a sea can with oh, the word, yeah. with the word China and eight foot letters on the side of it? Is well, no, because you paint over it or whatever, right? And then it's a nice black sea can. And did nice you paint yours modern. black? No, I don't have time for that. What color is yours? It's blue. <laughs> and it's just like we painted our sea can dong or something on the side. We painted our sea can black. Yeah, I saw that in your last video, right beside that fence panel that you. We painted also painted black. that black. Yeah, we didn't have a lot to do this summer. <laughs> Things were... I'm like, that, that looks like fresh paint on there. And Kelly's like, we lost $150,000 this year. I'm like, well, how the fuck did that happen? And then I was looking at, I drove in the yard and was like, oh yeah, we painted that fence black for no reason and painted that secant black. And With <laughs> brushes or did you use a sprayer? We painted it with brushes and a roller. The whole originally we painted one side. Now the whole originally. So when you're going by the main road past our yard, like I didn't want people to see the sea can because now there is a field of like small trees, like nursery trees in front, but we painted the the roadside of the sea can black so that when you drive by, if you're driving by, unless you know it's there, it just blends in really good because it's black. And when it was green and it said China shipping on the side of it, it was far more obvious it was there. So now if yeah. you drive by our yard along town line, unless you're specifically looking for the sea can, you won't see it. So, But then we painted the other two sides black because we needed something to do this summer. So now, And now it all matches the rest of the our stuff so um that's why we painted ours black in particular uh hmm. but it uh, I, we're also not worried about cooking the grass seed the grass seed inside so of it i don't know if i would um do that we I, uh, i've go got a business idea sure but using my yard and i may have talked to you guys about this before but i want to do um like contractor yard space right yes where i set them up with the sea can and fence off an area where they can pull their trucks in and shit like that i got a one renter lined up so far we're gonna do it under the radar because apparently this is illegal not illegal but not permitted in cornwall Um, how is someone going to define the difference between their stuff and your stuff with their fenced in section yeah, but so I fenced off some of my stuff. If some inspector comes, you just go, yeah, that's my stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just saying, yeah. and they, they can say to you, well, why is it fenced off? And you'd be like, well, what business is it of yours? Yeah. So if you I can want, but, you can have major bonfires and and, and other no, things. No, you can't. You have to have permits but... for, for bonfires. Oh, okay. Um, Seems like there's a lot of red tape in Cornwall. Nah, well, <laughs> yeah, no. 
Uh, <laughs> so I want to do these contractor yards, stack them up, line them five deep or whatever, bill them 500 bucks a month. But also I'm going to supply the gravel and clear and all that shit so that you that the contractors can get it on the weekend when the quarries are closed and everything. Right? So you're going to build some bins. going to build some bins. Yeah. Use, use I, the honor system? So my No, no. We'll load them. We'll have someone there. So you're going to be there on Saturday to load one yard of gravel for some contractor? No, but if I, I can leave well, the key to the lives, Doesn't some guy live there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and soon I will live there. Oh. Right? So, oh, that's true. There's that wow, too. you'll be like roommates. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you, a so, random contractor, some guy. I, I don't know if this is collusion or if it's me having my hand on the shoulder of the smaller landscapers and caressing them into me being in their lives. Well, at one time we dealt with this irrigation company. This is a long time ago. And uh, the irrigation company would uh, source out the downtrodden individuals. They would go out Mm -hmm. at night searching for individuals that were maybe on the, on, on a, on a, not in a great spot in their lives. Let's say that they would search for them at night. They would get them off the street corners. Search <laughs> them at night. They, I'm, I'm not fucking making this shit up, man. Like I, this is what was happening. And then they would bring them all back to a large house that the irrigation company owned that had been subdivided into twenty different rooms, and every five rooms shared a bathroom. And then they would give you a place to live, and you could live in this room, and this room was yours. And then you would immediately start working at the irrigation company. Mm. And then they would bring these busloads of people and they would start digging trenches because I'm assuming it was hard to find people to dig the trenches back then. They weren't using as much machinery, but if you're, if you're, you're dependent, if digging that trench is literally how you're having a home, I think they found the people to be more, interested in getting the trench dug for lack of a better term. So when all that was going, they were also withdrawing these people's rent direct from their paychecks. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if this puts you on that level, but I think think it puts you on the downward sliding scope to that level. Why is that a a downward slope? I don't know if that's a downward slope at all. I think that's an upward trajectory for your business. Right. Is it upward trajectory for the morals of you as a person to say, dig this trench or you have no home? They're lucky that you're providing home, homing, housing for them to begin with. You're a more conservative person than me. Right. I'm just joking. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying this is a moral, like it's a, like, a, do you think that controlling someone's house or their yard, if they don't buy gravel off you is you is business is it morally ethical business is what I'm asking. They are free to run their business elsewhere and starve to death and not use my loader or my power or my property if they'd like. I'm simply offering them an opportunity to elevate their business <laughs> by attaching itself somewhat to mine. Is that well, so wrong? If you find out they're buying gravel from other people, are you going to bring the hammer on them? Throw them out on the no. street? No, because I'm still getting their five hundred dollars a month in so that okay, so that, that's, yard, right? but that's the difference. The irrigation company was saying if you don't dig this trench, you don't have a house. 
You can't live in our home unless you dig irrigation trenches all day by hand. You're saying, as long as you pay me the 500, I don't care where it comes from. You don't have to buy I don't care. This is an added service that we're going to offer to you. If you want to get some work done on the weekend, if you want a little place to dump, maybe some scrap brick, we can facilitate that. Yeah. Right. And then get them addicted to your. Exactly. the, the, The comfort of being under our roof. Under our umbrella. Yes. And maybe your company goes tits up one year and you need a place to work. Hey, I know a guy. (laughs) (laughs) And you can live in my house and dig trenches. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Right. So I think it's a service that can benefit everybody. So how big is the space you're giving out? I don't know yet. I haven't put the logistics together i'm thinking 20 foot c can and then like a 20 by 40 space you figure that with a locking gate for 500 is 20 by 40 enough to park two dump trailers or like a flat trailer and a dump trailer are you gonna have are you gonna have a bigger yard next door so that the when the contractor grows, they can you can grow with them and move them to the bigger yard. I've got twelve acres, and I'm not afraid to to break it up into different size parcels. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like you need some five hundred dollar parcels. See, as an up and comer like myself, I would be happy as a pig and shit for that arrangement. Too bad I'm in the GTA nine hundred five landscaping. Well, See? move to Cornwall. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. I th- I agree with him though. Like you ain't getting that deal in the fucking GTA. Five hundred bucks for a twenty by forty with a sea can and a place to get gravel and dump your scrap bricks and stuff all in the same. Yeah, location. I think there's. It, it could be a real business opportunity. Like it's fulfilling a need, right? That's what you solve people's problems, right? This, th- these are real problems. I used to have these problems as a yeah. beginning landscaper who didn't have a place to dump shit. I would drive to my now, old now boss. Two people, like, two people on the live are saying they would rent from you. There you go. Perfect. See? Yeah. Business. Business. This is doable. Do we have space for our annual oppression summit? Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Once Chad, once Chad, you should not rent to deck guys. You're fucking right about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have an HVAC guy who's renting the other shop. HVAC people. HVAC. Uh, he takes that's up it. a lot of room for an HVAC guy, but he pays his bills, so that's fine. He wants to put a can on the property. Electric landscapes. Would, I thought he had your shop. He does. The, the 1,500-square-foot shop is not big enough. What's he putting in there? I don't know. HVAC stuff. Roofers are allowed. What HVAC? <laughs> <laughs> what, what does an HVAC guy like? Okay, so... That being said, I just did a parking area for an HVAC guy, mm-hmm. and he has tons of shit too. They how do they amass so much? This guy's got three trucks, three Q vans, three equipment trailers, and this guy had a big flat, a de- big flat deck over trailer that's completely flat that tows behind a pickup truck for all the air conditioners and stuff. Yeah. So that there's oh. no fenders and they can load them all and yeah. yeah yeah same sort of thing. He had a trans a 54 foot transport full of stuff. He had a barn full of stuff. He had a he had an office trailer that was a 60 by 10 office trailer. It was fucking crazy. 
Yeah. I maybe, know. Maybe HVAC HVAC guys do have a lot from. of stuff. Hmm. HVAC guys. Uh, I think they're, well, they're always busy, right? They can't not be busy. People are either too hot or too cold. It's not often that their house needs nothing. If you had to do it over again, would you become an HVAC guy? No. Think of all the cool shit I got. Like excavators and trucks and property and you can't, can't you'd have to have a different hobby if you were an HVAC guy, right? You maybe couldn't you, have well maybe you could focus on some of the hobbies you already have. Like work. Like hunting. Like hunting, true. Yeah. You could focus more on hunting if you were if you had a an HVAC company. I yeah. feel like the, so I have a a friend who is doing exactly what you said right now. Mm-hmm. Is but has a piece of land and is dividing it up into contractor yards. And I think he's going to be. Did you try and tear apart his business model too? No. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it okay for him to do it? But not for I never me. said it wasn't okay for you. I was just asking if you was you were making it sound. Originally, you were making it sound like. <laughs> If you don't buy your gravel from me, you are out on your fucking ass. No. no. Well, that's how it sounded. Actually, it's not even remotely how it sounded. It's just how I took it. <laughs> you so, interpreted it. It's how I interpreted the situation. Uh, I think it's a great business model. If I had money, I would... Because the great thing about commercial rent is when they don't pay you, you just change the lock. Yeah. No one's coming to save these people... No one's saying you can't kick them out in the middle of the winter. No one's saying they have to go to the tribunal. Like if you're yeah. going to do renting of shit, fucking rent commercial land. Because if that person decides not to pay you that month, you just fucking change the lock on the gate. Yeah. You fuck off. I own all no. your shit. Now. No, woe is me. Freezing family. No. Nothing. What's it going to cost to set up the... So you got the fencing. What's fencing? Got fencing. I got a, a sweetheart deal on fencing. Um, so I don't know, but okay. Can, but what are you, what are you allowing two grand for the fencing? Uh, yeah, let's say two grand. Okay. So are we breaking it down pod by pod, like parcel by parcel? Well, I'm just saying, what's it going to cost to set up the first parcel? Uh, so the sea can is what? 4,500 bucks. I think it's more, but oh, you're doing a 20 footer? A 40? 20 footer. 20 okay. Footer. So yeah, I think five grand's enough. I think you're in the, I think yeah. you're in the park. Yeah. Okay, five grand. Mike, get um, out the budgeting software. <laughs> uh, let's say another twenty five hundred bucks for fencing, which is, I think, very generous. Plus a and gate. Plus, well, yeah, the gate included. Are you going to do two ten foot gates so you can open it up the full yeah. twenty width? Yeah, yeah, you're going to want so that way you can room. back you can back straight in. You're not without hitting. To, yeah. yeah, without ramming a fence and ruining the fence on your first week. Um, yes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We're seven grand in, so five over. See, this is good advice. Give them a reason to buy and rent off you. Discount the load charge, decent rent, lock code locked gates, and then you can remotely change the codes in case they ever try to fuck you. That's Love solid it. advice. That's be- that's from Pete Gibbons too. That's better advice than I'm giving you. Better than Pete's given one. He offered no advice. Pete's Gibbons. <laughs> So, or Pete's uh, giving. Oh. So you're saying you're five thousand, you're seventy five hundred, and plus the gravel. You got to get a gravel base in there. Yeah, yeah. So you're eight. These grand. are all 
these are all um, liquidatable assets, though, other than the fence, I suppose, right? Because you generally wouldn't reuse fence. But if it doesn't go your way, you can sell and recoup or have the gravel pad, which is never a bad idea. I'm just saying that if you if you have a secan for five thousand fencing seventy five hundred, let's allow a thousand dollars to buy and spread the gravel in the area. Okay. So you're eighty you're eighty five hundred, right? Yep. Yeah. So at five hundred a month, just to recoup that cost is going to take you. I don't know. A so few six thousand dollars a year, right? If you go twelve months. Yeah. Yeah. So in eighteen so. months, you'll recoup your costs of building it. But you're yeah. right. The secan is an asset, so you also just have a paid for asset now. Yeah, because you can flip it, and and, and then, not so often. Well, go ahead. No, no, just go ahead. Um, from what I've told, a real estate asset generally doesn't start making you money until ten years, right? You have to own that asset for ten years before you start seeing a return on it. I'll see six thousand a year plus the gravel. You're also going to make money on the gravel. Make I think it's a good. Gravel. I think it's a good You're investment. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't see that. Pete Gibbons too did. Oh, what a guy! I wasn't even He's better yeah. in business than I am. I never even thought Maybe about. You the should hire him to be your operations manager at your yard. That's it. He's obviously Pete, got a grip. You're looking on for a job. You obviously got a grip on the situation here. Better yeah. than the two of us. Yeah, I think I think your yard your yard model would be very profitable. I think it would be. How many a contractors are there in Cornwall? Where does a Cornwall contractor generally have their yard? At their house. Some are in the city, even. Yeah, and their neighbors definitely don't like that, right? So, um, I know I would have loved something like that as a startup landscaper. You would have loved to have. I would too. Like having a good having a five hundred dollar a month yard. That's a like Mike. You obviously deal with a lot of landscapers without revealing anyone's private information. Would you say that a five hundred dollar twenty by forty yard with a C can is a good deal? Absolutely. Yeah. Is there? Like you said you wouldn't find that near Toronto. No. Is there somewhere to put that information in the H two? H HQ software. Yes, there is. Where you can write it off as or an overhead expense. Overhead thing. expense. Yeah. 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 So great. You still have to onboard me onto that software, by the way. Anytime. Where, uh... I've got uh, this whole winter. <laughs> <laughs> so we Pete, can either do before or after. Pete my has a job as an operator for 45 scapes and tiny. Where's tiny? I don't know. Pete, where's tiny? We're all going to sit around waiting for Pete to answer on the live. <laughs> <laughs> Which is delayed by 10 seconds. Is, oh, is, it, why, is it a 10 second delay? It's at least, yeah, 10 seconds. Oh. I, uh, North, North of Barry. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So do you deal with uh, car, car landscape depot, Pete? Now we'll have another 10 seconds waiting and for Pete. <laughs> My daughter uh, is looking at going to Lakehead, which is up by Pete. Ooh, is it? Yeah. No, I thought Lakehead was north north. Oh, uh, they have a campus in Aurelia. Oh, okay. So the the soccer coach there, I guess, reached out and asked her if she would come do a tour. 
Ah, interesting. So I, I'm happy with Lakehead. I think that's a good place for her to go. It's close. I'd still be able Where's to go. Where's the original her. Lakehead? Sudbury? Thunder, Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay? Hmm. Yeah. I, th- I don't think, I think the soccer team plays out of Aurelia though. Hmm. That was my impression from the. Um, really? Yeah. Apparently they have a good criminology program there. Hmm. I read a thing today that Queen's University is going bankrupt and will disappear in the next two years. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Maybe because they spent all that money on that rooftop terrace. I don't know they're running a they're running a sixty two million dollar a year deficit. You just did a project for them, didn't you, Jack? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you get yeah. paid? It, oh yeah, we're square. We're square. I think yeah. I think we got a whole bit of ten percent left to go. So, yeah, it says they're running a sixty two million dollar deficit year over year and they only have two more years left to reserve funds in the bank and then the university won't be making its bills It'll be broke because they have their student they have no student body coming in oh really hmm. i guess they haven't updated their course offerings or the course offerings they've updated to isn't stuff people are interested in so they're having real trouble getting students to go there and mcgill's gonna go tits up because of the french tax oh really yeah, so any non-resident of Quebec or something like that has to pay like a a tax or something like that, mm. of, or a tuition fee of like forty percent extra or something like that. Really, a non-French yeah. speaking fee. Yeah, yeah, like it's fucked. Like the university's trying to fight it or something because it's gonna, huh. it's like suicide for the school. It's a uh, province imposed or something. I don't know. Oh, it's probably Quebec imposed, yeah. 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 But, uh, so, yeah, they're going to go broke. You're lucky you got the job in while you did, Chet. That's it. You're lucky you got that job done. Get your 10 points yeah. and don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go, don't commit to anything within the next two years. They're only running, <laughs> they're only running the university at a $60 million deficit. Wow. Makes me feel better about my 150 from last year. <laughs> Our problems are peanuts compared to that. Oh my god. Yeah. They are, absolutely. Hmm. The only thing bad that happened to us this week was we blew a wheel Darian blew a wheel seal on his truck. Hmm. Uh, probably because it tows a lot, so there's a lot of back pressure on that. Aspect. I heard you were having some problems with your um your tires as well. How? Well, the the tire pressure sensors. Oh are my god! Your Dodge doesn't do that. No, mine's fine. Really? Yeah, yeah. You have all these problems with your truck that I have knock on wood not experienced. Well, it's not a problem. I just don't put air in the tires. It's not a, well, that's a problem. That can be a problem. <laughs> it's not, well, but I'm saying as a trucker, tell me when the tire is flat, like. No, at it's three, too late when the tire at three point <laughs> nine the tire is fine. No beeper. At three point eight, it goes nuts. What's the fucking well? I also don't understand what the bar is. Like Can you change it? Today I was going off on the stupid fobs and the push buttons. Yeah, mine's I'm, always dead. I fucking hate that shit. I, have I to click the button when I'm in the truck and I'm popping the the push start and clicking the key at the same time, trying to get it in sync See? so that the truck will start. So I took the key fob from the black Dodge we have to Dodge and said, can you change the fucking battery in this when I was driving it? And they changed it. And they said to me, 
oh yeah, don't use the same fob all the time. You got to swap fobs every other oh, week. Oh, get real. I was like, what the fuck? Are you fucking serious? This is so fucking stupid. Yeah. I've been using the same key to start my 2015 Chevy since the day I bought it. Yeah. Never once has this been a problem. And it wow. remote starts without its fucking push button. Like I can still start it remotely, even though it doesn't have a fucking push button. Like it just you can't start your Dodge remotely. Yeah, no, it starts remotely. Yeah, yeah. No, it has remote start. It just I'm saying, it, you could still have a key, like a real vehicle. Oh, there is a key in those fobs. Yeah, but it won't. There's no key to start the truck. In a can, in a can, in a pinch, yeah, you can. You can dis disassemble it, right? Yeah, but where's where does the key go in to turn? Right on the dash. I think there's a little cubby there in the center where you would put your sunglasses or something like that. I think you can pop your key in there. Like this. That? Yeah, I know that gets you in the door. Yeah, but that also starts the truck. There's a place for this in the truck. I want you to make a video of that. I'll go and find it after when we're done podcasting. I would like to. I would like to know from my own, <laughs> or just from my own where basic knowledge, <laughs> where that what the key does. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm not denying it. Well, what good would it be if that opened the door but didn't let you go anywhere? See, Pete's saying it doesn't start shit. Maybe he's right. Maybe I'm wrong. But I but always Pete's, thought I could. Pete's use been fucking right about it. Yeah, he's been right a, a lot. <laughs> you have to. You have to place the dead fob inside the console. You guys are still on. Holy moly. Yeah, we're still on. We forgot to shut the live off. And, the truck and then work. the truck will work. Yeah. See? Pete knows. Pete, you should start your own podcast. How, if the, if <laughs> so the much. fob is dead, how does it start the truck? I don't know. I, I'm telling you, man. Go back to the key system. None of this stuff. I'm not disagreeing fobs. with you. I'm not a fob guy. I'm just not a fob guy. No. That's that's going to be that's my basic general day every day I'm going to find something that's if you look in your console or your glove box there's a designated spot for it to be recognized. Uh -huh. I guess it no matter how dead it gets that it works because it's in the designated spot. Hmm. They did tell me don't use the same fob all the time. Swap fobs back and forth. I am now officially um anti-fob and anti if that means people don't like me anymore i i am anti-car fob i am all about the keys i want old og keys all the big trucks have keys even the new ones what's it what's uh, the big so blue international it has a key yeah they all have keys as far as i can tell <laughs> i don't know if any of the uh, i we well the the blue one is a 2022 so it's pretty new yeah. I don't know. I think they all still have a key that starts them. My John Deere 2012 backhoe doesn't have a key to start it. Really? Correct. Yeah. It's got a code? It's got a code. And we had skid steers with codes. My new Kubota skid steer doesn't have a key. It's got a code. Got a code? Yeah. yeah. Our skid steer has a code. I used to work with this old construction company and they had coded machines, but they would write them just on the visor in Sharpie so that, because they would always forget, right? They're old men. 
So there would always yes. be the code there, which I think defeats the purpose. But the other thing I don't like about the fobs is in our key box at the yard, they don't ha- they don't hang very well because they're too fat. I have a lock box, and all the keys just sit in there, and then the fobs sit at the bottom of the box because they don't fit in the holders. How many fobs do you have? Uh, the 2018 has fobs. Fobs with the key, like you press the button and the key goes. Oh, no, I'm talking about like, okay, whatever. Those are still inconvenient. Yeah. 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 Those still but, suck too. Yeah. But I, I was decided that every day I'm going to bitch about some inane thing that I don't like. <laughs> Just on Instagram. It makes me feel better. Like tomorrow, I'm annoyed that the top of the steering wheel is heated and the bottom of the steering wheel is heated. But in the middle, if you grab it, it's freezing fucking cold. Like heat the whole fucking steering wheel. The bottom of my steering wheel is like a fucking oven and the top is moderately warm. Well, grab the <laughs> grab the sides. The sides are cold. You have a Dodge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's fucking... I, I know this is a first world problem, but I just feel like the steering wheel is not heated. Pro- so every day I'm going to find some new thing to create some. I wish my wheel was heated. It, <laughs> you know what? I, I, Ke- the first car that we ever had was Kelly was the Veloster when Kelly got it. It had a heated steering wheel. And I was like, this is a stupid ass option. This is an asinine thing to be paying for. But then the first time I used it, I was like, wow, this is a great option. As yeah. Caleb says, a luxury enjoyed once becomes a necessity. Mm-hmm. That is a Agreed. Caleb. That's a Caleb quote. Well, he might have copied it from someone else, but I'm going to give him credit because I never heard anyone else say it. A luxury, think, luxury enjoyed once is a necessity. I think he credits um, Tim Ferriss for that. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. This is the end of the live and the end of the broadcast. Unless you have something you want to bring up, Mike. I got nothing. You've been quiet for a while. <laughs> you haven't really been contributing. It's kind of disappointing. Sorry. People he only expect- puts the whole thing together. <laughs> <laughs> you only make sure we go live every Friday. Make sure it all goes. Make sure it all clicks in the background. Yeah. All right. I'm ending the live. I don't know how to do that. How do you end the live? Goodbye, live. Later, guys. Wave goodbye, Chad. I think I hit the X. Yeah. Are you sure you want to end the live video? I ended it. There we go. Uh, so I'm going to view the insights. 331 people viewed the live. Wow. Different people. At one point, it's a revolving door. We had a, about 10 people. Uh, per. Uh, so peak concurrent viewers, 40. Accounts reached 333 different accounts and 136 comments, mostly by Pete Gibbons, too. <laughs> he knows his stuff, that Pete Gibbons. He does. That guy should be on the pod. We should get that fucker on the podcast. Yeah, he seems like he could be. He seems like he knows his shit. He knows his shit. Uh, Video internet comments 136. No one shared the live. uh, Hour 44 was the uh, duration. So Nice work. I'm discarding this video because I don't want it. (laughs) Had to tune in live to get it. Now you got to listen to the podcast. I'm discarding it. The video got deleted. 
So there you gone. go. Gone. All right. Gone, and that's gone. the end of another episode of the Not Our Finest Hour podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>